editor's note, when I recorded the episode, I either made a mistake at looking at Andrew Hendry's pitching stats or Varsity Bound was not updated. Andrew Henry is 2-0 on the year. Later in the episode, I will say he does not have a win. That information is incorrect. Enjoy the episode. This is Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome back and thank you for joining us on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. This is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, and we are recapping the week of June 22nd through June 26th. And we are joined by Clark University assistant coach and pitching guru from Dubuque, Andrew Redman. Andrew Redman, welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Like always, Nick, thanks for having me on. Um, Another good week of high school baseball. Excited to to shoot this one with you. You know, you need to come up with a tagline. You know, I am everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. I want you to think of something so we can give you a proper introduction on these episodes. All right. Yeah, I'll think about it this week for you. First thing, I, I do want to start out by saying I want to thank uh, Stacy Eichmann for providing me with awesome photos for promoting these uh, Hempstead players. Thank you, Stacy, for letting me use your photos. Um, she just does it for a hobby, but you can patronize her business, Eichmann's, which my parents have been taking me to eat chicken there for as long as I can remember. And I also would like to thank Carrie Nauman Vasky, who has been providing me, giving me permission to use the Western Dubuque photos. And she does do photography, so if you need to get your senior pictures done or if you need to do a promotional shoot, Carrie Nauman Vasky can do it all. She can even Photoshop hair where I do not have hair. So I suggest going to her. Let's talk about the weekly records and the yearly records. Dubuque Hempstead had a game they did not play. They are 4-0 and on the year, starting off with a four-game winning streak. Next, we have the Senior Rams, who are currently on a three-game winning streak, and they are 3-3 three and three overall. We have the Wallert Catholic Golden Eagles, who are ranked 8th in 3A. They are 2-1 and one overall. They are currently shut down to COVID-19, and they got the great news that they are starting back on July 2nd. The Western Dubuque Bobcats rank 6th in 4A, and they like to play the splits. They have split with every single team that they've played. They are currently 4-4. Four and four. 
We have the Beckman Blazers, ranked 7th in 2A. They are 5-3, and three, and those Cascade Cougars out in Cascade are 3-2 and two overall. What games did you go to, Coach Redmond? What games did you watch on YouTube? What stood out to you this week? Yeah, so the only games that I got to were the uh, senior WD games. Uh, you know, hard-fought games. We saw Johnny Blake and Casey Perinal go against each other in game one. Um, didn't pitch as well as they wanted to. You know, both those guys would admit that to you. But, uh, um, you know, I really enjoyed watching those two teams play. Uh, West Dubuque, very well coached. Senior, just very talented. Um, you know, they've got some guys, like you said earlier, you know, they're one of the best hitting teams in 4A right now. Um, so if they could really put things together, I think they might have you know a better season than a lot of people thought. I, I agree with you. Um, I was at that game with you and um, socially distanced for a while. And then I did make my way over the stands and still socially distanced while wearing my mask. And um, I tell you, the defense at times for the games that I've watched and last night I watched Hempstead against Linmar on my big screen and then on my phone I was watching Western Dubuque at Cedar Falls and defense has been shoddy at times but holy cow there have been some great plays made. Uh, Shaber the corner infielder for Hempstead he made three big league plays yesterday uh, one backhanded shortstop and then two slow rollers thrown across his body and then Johnny Blake over there at first base he is quickly turning into my favorite player in the city left-handed stick reminds me of Matt Olson from the Oakland A's who I have never lost a home run derby while playing with in MLB the show gamer tag at coach Manaman if anybody wants to go but um, he made an over-the-shoulder grab in foul territory right in front of me that I'm not so sure some big leaguers or some college players would have made. But defense, while spotty at times, there have been some amazing plays. And um, Johnny Blake, and I, I don't know if it's Trey or Ty, I, I had them both at Jefferson and um, I'm pretty sure it's Trey, but uh, made some fantastic plays over there at third base. Anything else stand out to you, Coach? Yeah, you know, you hit it right on the nose with the defense. You know, I think right now what's holding the senior team back is is defense and, and pitching. So, you know, I think if they can get those figured out, they'll be, they'll be strong. Um, that's kind of what I took away from that game, though, is those guys, you know, they're – there's some good ball players on that team, and if they just put things together, they'll do really well. WD, they just battle. You know, I, I like the guys on that team. The coaches do a good job. So that's that's my takeaway from the week. Yeah, and the whole defense and and pitching, hitting is still way ahead of the pitching. And, and all of the games that I saw, I, I would swear that the hitters have bullseyes on them because I saw way too many hit batsmen. But um, that just comes from not having an offseason. And that just comes from instead of having three weeks or four weeks to prep for your first game, you have two weeks with no offseason. So they are, they are shaking off the rust. There's two things that I want to talk about. One thing I want to vent about and then one thing I want to give some praise about. Um, first of all, Dubuque schools, come on, we got to get some lights here. Um, we had Lightgate 
over there at senior. You talk to senior people, they say the game was called at the right time. You talk to Western Dubuque people, Western Dubuque people will tell you they could have played for another hour, but in no way in varsity baseball should we ever have a game called because of darkness. It should not happen. Hempstead, senior, if you can't guarantee that you're not going to be able to play two full seven-inning games, start the games at 1 o'clock. Start the games at 2 o'clock. These 3.30 start times, if you cannot get the game in, move the times up because it's year 2020. And we should not be having games end early after five innings due to darkness. That's T-ball stuff right there. They end games after five innings. Um, You know, and it was frustrating for me as a sophomore coach at Hempstead. They'd come to me in the middle of the game. They'd say, hey, if you don't score in this inning, game's over or it's going to end in a tie. Well, I don't know about you, but ending a game in a tie is like kissing your sister. And that's not even cool if you have an attractive sister. So let's do something about these start times here. okay? And then the other thing I do want to talk about is um, obviously we need to talk about the elephant in the room. And uh, we need to do talk about uh, Wallert Catholic having to shut down for two weeks due to COVID. And I tell you, um, there is not a leadership problem at Wallert Catholic High School. I tell you right now, I, I feel like as a country, I feel like in our school systems, I feel like in our states, in our cities, we're just kind of looking for some leadership. And Tom English, Coach Tischer, have just done a fantastic job of leading their players, their families through a difficult situation. I've talked to Coach Tischer many times during this. Um, They were off the record, so I'm not going to get in, but he was positive. He was upbeat. He uh, did not point the blame. He did not make any excuses. Um, They're just kind of doing what they need to do to get back out on the field, and they're going to be ready to go. Coach, anything else that uh, stood out to you or you'd like to vent about or that you noticed before we move forward? Just touching on your, your first point with the lights, you know, I guess just to put it as blunt as possible. You know, it is somewhat embarrassing. I mean, I guess that's kind of the word that we need to use that, you know, year 2020, we don't have lights in Dubuque for the public schools. So, yeah, they need to get something figured out, you know. Make sure that, uh, like you said, either move the times up or you need to decide to, to get some lights and invest in your, your baseball and softball athletes. So um, that's that. And then with Waller, you're, you know, you're again, you're absolutely right. You know, leadership is never lacking there. Uh, I talked with Coach Tisher a little bit as well and, and some of the guys on the team that I've worked with individually. And all those guys are, you know, they were devastated, you know, on Saturday when they found out the news. But like you said, leadership's there. Coach Tish and, and those guys are making sure these guys stay ready mentally um, to make a comeback. And it sounds like they have that news coming. So hopefully when they return, they're ready to go and, and good things happen for them. You know the leadership is there when they got huge support, not only from Dubuque, but also all over the state of Iowa. I don't know if you know this, Coach Redmond, but the brackets for substate are out. Did you have a chance to take a look at those? Yeah, I saw Waller tweet that, you know, so I saw them in their bracket. I didn't see any other bracket, so that's the only one that I took uh, was able to take a look at. Well, you know what, Coach Redmond, everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, he does his research. He does his due diligence <laughs> here at the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. We have Wallert 
They are placed with Anamosa, who's two and three. Center point Urbana, seven and two. Central DeWitt, eight and oh. Makoka to five and three. Marion, one and five. Mount Vernon, four and four. And West Delaware, six and one. Wallert, that is going to be a difficult bracket to get through. Makokita uh, has a pretty good ball club. West Delaware, traditionally pretty good. Marion, even though they're one and five, traditionally pretty good. Central DeWitt, we know they are always very good as well. And center pointer, Bannett, seven and two. Hempstead. Currently 4-0 is placed with Bettendorf, which is 7-2. The Clinton River Kings are 3-4. Davenport Central, who is 1-7. Davenport West, who's 4-3. And, and Cedar Rapids Prairie, currently ranked at number 10 in 4A. And they are 4-3. I look for Cedar Rapids Prairie, Bettendorf, and Hempstead all to make a run there for that substate bracket. Senior and Western Dubuque are paired together. And the following teams in that are the Cedar Falls Tigers at 5-1. Coach Hoyer's always well coached and very good. Cedar Rapids, Kennedy and 6-0. and A by, I'm sorry, Waterloo East at 0-6. And Waterloo West, who has a new nationally recognized coach from Florida and a top division one prospect at three and one. You got to be fighting for that top seed because you only have to play one game to get to the state tournament. You have a bye playing Waterloo East first round and then you get a bye and then, and then you play somebody there. Coach Redmond, anything about those brackets, anything about those teams or any players before we touch on some of the stats here? Yeah, not too much with the substate. You know, there's just there's a lot of unknowns right now. You know, there's a lot of baseball to be played. But when it comes that time, you know, it's going to come down to who's who's hot, um, who's got the pitching and, and the defense at that time to win games. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited for the brackets. But like I said, a lot of baseball to be played yet. I spoke to Coach Rapp today, and it was an off the record conversation. But I'm sure he won't share. He won't care if I share this. But he says it all comes down to pitching. Substate, it all comes down to pitching. We've seen teams that have one good pitcher that have a below 500 record that make a run to the state tournament because they have uh, quality at bats, timely hitting, and great pitching. Let's do a rundown of the stats here. Currently leading Western Dubuque in average is Peyton Quigliano at 423, Sawyer Nauman at 360, Casey Perrineau at 292, rounds out the top three. Next, we have the Hempstead Mustangs, Devin U. Daly on the year is hitting 600, Logan Rundy hitting 462, Zach Sabres 429, Audrey Henry, I'm sorry, Andrew Henry hitting 385. All of those guys have an on-base percentage above 500. Next, we have senior Ben Hafel hitting 524. Cole Smith hitting 476. Johnny Blake hitting 474. Ben Gorley 462. And Gavin Guns hitting 438 on the year. Next, we move to Wallert Catholic. 
Will Hoffman, 429. Jake Brogius, 400. Tommy Speck, 375. I did not forget Cascade this week. I realized what I did. I pulled up the sortable stats and accidentally pulled it down. But we have Caleb Topping, 471. Caden Rentke, 389, Carter Green, 375, Tanner Simon, 368, and the Beckman Blazers, Bryce Buchholter, 412, Owen Hewengraff, 400, and Luke Gedkin, 375, and Jake Westoff is also hitting 375, and those four guys mentioned also did have on base percentages above 500. Now, even though this guy is not playing high school baseball in the area, I did want to give him a plug. Uh, Ian Moeller, top draft prospect from Dubuque Wallert. He was in Alabama in a tournament, and I, the article I read, they ranked the top 10 prospects and their performances as they left and Ian left there at number six on the list and I saw his batting practice he was dropping bombs I saw him have a ground rule double that I thought was a home run off the bat and then he also had an RBI single those were the only videos um, I was able to find but um, his pop time I meant to put this on the outline red, but but I forgot. I believe was 1.80. Does that sound correct? Does that sound extremely good? Yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, that's that's pretty darn good. Okay, I, I wanted to make sure I had that right because I remember reading that, but um, I, I just I didn't know if it was 1.80 or 1.08. So thanks for uh, fact checking me there, Coach. Anything about any of those players uh, that were mentioned before? I'll just say something about Ian. So this was a few years ago. Just a quick story on him. A few years ago, um, playing semi-pro ball with Key West, we had him come catch us in the Prairie League um, final and the Eastern Iowa Hawkeye League, like the postseason tournaments. And this was his eighth grade summer going into freshman year. And so he played four games with us. The game that I really remember, so I pitched a game. He caught, did really well. I mean, for his age, I was extremely surprised, but I knew he was a good player. Um, But at the plate, this is really where he shines, obviously. At the plate, as an eighth grader going into freshman year, he was facing a kid that was an all-conference selection at Iowa Central, ended up going to Division II Augustana and being pitcher of the conference, okay, that in that game that he played him, I believe Ian hit a home run at Cascade as an eighth grader going into freshman year, and he hit a double off the wall against this guy. So it, it was pretty early on that um, that I knew he was going to be really, really good. But um, God, that 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 game that he had against that kid, like I said, in all conference, this kid was already in college, all conference selection, went to a Division two team that just won the national title. Um, kid is special, and, and obviously he's got a, a lot of good days ahead of him there. And I have reached out to him and I have reached out to his dad. And at one time they were confirmed guests because Ian has done a lot and he's worked with some great people. 
in baseball and they said they were interested in doing the show. I shot them a whole bunch of dates and I have not yet to hear back from them. So hoping to get Ian on the podcast. Calvin Harris, I uh, reached out to his agent. I reached out to his father and Calvin Harris after the season is over is a confirmed guest on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. I did want to share about my experience at Senior before we get to who's coming to town in the game of the week. So I was at senior and um, I, I had a couple parents come up to me and and have some good conversations with me. And I hope this did not come across arrogant, but a fan came up to me and she goes, I just want to let you know the kids listen to your expletive. And I'm not going to say that on the air, but um, the kids listen to your show. And I should have said, oh, thank you. That's nice. I appreciate it. But I said, I know. And she goes, oh, how do you know? I said, oh, I get a report every single day of, of how many kids listen and how many people listen and how long they listen for and what episodes. And I would like to say thank you to the 13% of our female audience out there. Red always tells me I have the looks for radio. So to our 13% of our female audience, we appreciate you. And then um, I had uh, some good conversations too with some other senior fans and they said they really appreciate um, us doing this and me not ever coaching or playing at senior um, I asked them if they thought I was covering everybody fairly, and they thought that um, that I that we're doing a good job, and they really enjoy listening. So thank you to those uh, positive comments. We appreciate it. I made a mistake last week. I said Marcus Morgan was coming to Hempstead last week. I was wrong. He is coming to Hempstead. On 629, he'll be there on Monday. He made the super team as a sophomore, won 10 games last year, did not, uh, had 10 victories, and he has one of the best curveballs in the nation. So get a seat behind home plate to see Marcus Morgan. And that gets us into our games of the week. We have Hempstead. And the always dangerous Iowa City West with Charlie Stump will be there on Monday, June 29th at Core Field. And then we have Western Dubuque at 4-4, four and four, always dangerous Cedar, Act, Cedar Rapids Xavier visits Farley Park on 629 as well. Coach Redmond, anything to add about those teams, Marcus Morgan, those programs, before we get into the lower levels? Uh, yeah, I'm excited to go to that Hempstead game. I'm really excited to see that kid. If he's slated to pitch, I'm excited to see him throw. So, yeah, I'll definitely be at that one. I assume he'll be throwing. It is a Monday game, and um, I'm sure he'll be able to bounce back. So uh, freshman coaches, sophomore coaches, you all have my number. You can always all always follow me on Twitter at everybody's favorite coach, at Coach Manaman. Somebody does some great things, let me know. We want to talk about all levels here. I want to talk about, I just got done playing nine the other day, and I was driving on Pennsylvania, and I saw the coolest thing. I saw a kid from Senior Blue. I did not catch his name. I was actually, I should have been able to catch his name. I was actually behind a driver's ed car going 17 miles an hour on Pennsylvania Avenue. But um, he was riding his bike in full uniform about one o'clock, 
back from his game. And I just thought that that was one of the coolest things that I've ever seen. Um, dedication to um, play a doubleheader, two five innings, work your butt off in that in that um, hot weather we had on that day, and then ride your bike after the game. Props to him. If I didn't have a Mini Cooper and my car wasn't full with me and my golf clubs and it wasn't COVID going on, I definitely would have offered him a ride home. I pulled this from Hempstead's Twitter account. I noticed Carter Crew, a former basketball player at Roosevelt. He was on one of the teams I was an assistant for. He threw a no-hitter against Senior. So congratulations to uh, Carter Krug of the Hempstead freshman team for throwing that no-hitter. I'm the dude, so that's what you call me. It's that time, Coach Redman. It's the dude of the week. Who is your dude of the week? Like we talked about before the show, I mean, there's a few guys that had really good weeks. Uh, The guy that I'm going to go with is a guy that only played two games this week. Um, and, and they only played two games because the other two were canceled. They were supposed to play Waller. Um, and I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to not pick him because he only played two games, but they were, they were good ones. Um, Kellen Strohmeyer. So game one, he was one for three at an RBI. Game two, three for four, a double, a triple, and seven RBIs. He scored two runs on the day. Just a monster day. And that's the guy that I have to pick for due to the week. I, he scored from first base on an errant pickoff throw. I I was um, I was watching that game in my living room, and he was leading off first. Pitcher overthrow overthrew the first baseman. Kellen went first to third, and they threw away the ball to third, and he came around to score. That was pretty impressive on his triple. Wow, can he run, and I hate to use a cheesy pun, but he gallops like a Mustang around those bases. Good call on your dude of the week. I actually walked by Senior's dugout, and some kid yelled at me in between games. He goes, hey, I want to be dude of the week, and I bit my tongue. I just gave him the thumbs up, but Coach Redman, I did want to say Coach Casey Smith, 13U's famous tagline on Twitter. Do you know what that tagline is? Oh, it's something about being better. You better say it. I I can't remember the line. Well, the kid from senior yelled, hey, I want to be dude of the week, and I almost said, you got to play better, but I bit my tongue. (laughs) I was was professional. I was being nice, but um, my dude of the week goes to Sawyer Nauman who was 6-for-14 on the week. He had one home run. He had a 7-RBI game and finished the week with 10 RBIs. Now, Coach Redman, we are going to do something that we have never done in the history of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You and I were debating for the whole – actually, since – since Thursday when the games ended, I had texted you Kellen's stats and Johnny Blake's stats, and I had texted you uh, Sawyer's stats, and we could not come up with one each. So we sent the stats to Chad Crable over text. So Chad Crable 
actually has an entry in the Dude of the Week as well. And he is going with Johnny Blake from Senior. So, Coach Redman, can you read off Johnny Blake's stats in the first history of the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast? Three Dudes of the Week. Give us the stats. Hitting-wise, Johnny was 6-for-13. Johnny had four doubles. He had a home run, six RBIs, and he scored five runs. That sounds like quite the week. Coach Redman, anything to add before I hit into our podcast-ending double play? Just that, you know, those three had great weeks. Um, I know we had talked about this a little bit, but Senior really needed to have a good week, and they did. I think they went 3-1. and one. They split with WD, um, and then they um, took down uh, Waterloo East uh, for two games. Hempstead, they just keep rolling. Uh, so, you know, they went 2-0 and oh this week, and I anticipate them having another good week coming up. And then uh, WD, yeah, they just need to keep battling. You know, they're still battling through um, a couple injuries, and um, I anticipate them to, to have a good run here coming up. But, yeah, an exciting week of baseball. Yeah, we do, and and I tell you, uh, Hempstead just has so many good players. Holy cow, is their lineup dangerous? Zach Sabers was a triple shy of the cycle in one game. Uh, Devin U. Daly had another huge week. Um, that reminds me of that great Yankees team. Was it Gehrig and Ruth and I don't know who else? I'll, I'll say it was like Canseco and McGuire and Ricky Henderson. But, wow, that lineup is dangerous. Enjoy the weekend, and everybody have a great week of baseball. 6-4-3, we're out of here. Postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.